Hello and welcome to Overwrite, the podcast that features your fiction. I'm Elise, your host, and today's author for our first story about food is a three-peat on this podcast. This is Haley Walsh's story. You can find her on Twitter at Tales by Hales, which is T-A-Y-L-E-S-B-Y-H-A-Y-L-E-S. She is from Sydney, Australia, and this is her piece concerning food. Shakes and Chocolate Flakes by Haley Walsh. 4th February, 2017, 7 a.m. I have all but given up on losing any weight before the wedding. Diets are just plain evil. All they manage to do is make us feel depressed, angry, hungry, and downright deprived. I have struggled with the battle of the bulge since my early 20s. Sometimes, I wonder if we are all programmed at a certain weight, because no matter how hard I try or how much I lose, it always seems to creep back on without me noticing, like Santa Claus slipping down the chimney quietly on Christmas Eve. Do you know why it is so hard to shed those kilos? I'll tell you why. Food is a very social thing, and it is all around us everywhere we go. We meet friends for a rich, roasted cup of coffee and a moist slice of cake. We go to our parents' house for a Sunday roast smothered in mum's homemade gravy, made straight from the fat in the roasting dish mixed with flour, water, and good old Vegemite to give it that rich, dark color. We enjoy going out for a late breakfast of fluffy buttermilk pancakes or eggs benedict. These get-togethers with friends always involve eating the bad stuff, as it makes us feel good. Let's face it, when was the last time a friend called and said, Hey girl, I have a great idea. Let's meet for some celery and brown rice. Sure, there are healthier substitutes for our favorite things. Eat carob, I have heard people say. Carob tastes nothing like that melt-in-your-mouth, milky euphoria that is a Cadbury chocolate flake. It's like waltzing into the local bottle and buying a bottle of non-alcoholic wine, or going to the nearest fancy bar and then ordering a mocktail. Even worse, it is a bit like those irritating women in front of you in the line at the coffee shop who order a half-strength, skim-milk, decaffeinated cappuccino. I often feel like screaming out, Go home. Why bother? Just order a glass of water and be done with it. You are wasting everybody's time. Over the years, I have tried absolutely every diet on the market. With some of them, I have even managed to free myself of some of the serious flab. But after a week or two, I turn into the Incredible Hulk with PMS. If I have a blowout, I don't just fall off the wagon. I leap off and run away feeling like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Bloated, humiliated, and very, very blue. I hate to think just how much of my hard-earned money I have spent on fad diets and eating plans throughout my adult life. Most of the founders of these weight loss companies are all driving around in fancy new cars, thanks to people like me, and I have more than likely funded at least one of their spoiled offspring's private school education. There is the low-carbohydrate diet, Spaghetti bolognese without the pasta, and stir-fry without the rice. After just one week of this torture, I had the girls at work hurling pieces of bread at me to appease the monster. 
We all know carbohydrates are a type of sugar, and my body was most upset that it was not getting enough, as the headaches were crippling. My head felt like a jackhammer on speed. I even thought about cutting out sugar altogether. Then I realized this would mean no chocolate, ice cream, or alcohol, right? <laughs> nope. That is simply not an option. I would rather poke my eyes out with a straw. One of the hardest ones I ever tried was the shake diet. You know, the ones where you are only allowed one actual, real meal a day. You've replaced two meals with a shake, and you will not feel hungry. You can have two snacks, but the packaging they come in would have more flavor. What a load of codswallop. This, my friend, is most definitely not the type of liquid lunch that I want to take part in. I tried many of those eating plans where prepared frozen meals are delivered to your door. On their advertisements, the meals look divine, all arranged nicely on a fancy piece of crockery. In reality, however, they come packaged in a cardboard box, and once you heat it up, you have a hard time telling one ingredient from the other. Oh, that's right. There was also the sadistic soup diet. Yeah, sure, I lost a bit of weight, but that was more than likely due to the fact that all the slop came pouring out the other end at exactly the same consistency as it went in. I could have pooped right through the eye of a needle. I walked around in pain for days, harboring the ring of fire. The worst soup diet was the cabbage soup diet. Apart from the fact that it was nauseatingly bland, if you got too close, the stench of my flatulence would have very nearly knocked you out cold. On second thought, maybe the cabbage soup diet would be worth the embarrassment. I read somewhere that a single fart can burn up to 67 calories. Why is it we never really give what we eat much thought on a daily basis? However, as soon as we consciously start a diet, we crave everything that is forbidden. Every waking moment from that point on involves thinking about your next meal. It is the old adage of wanting what you can't have. Diets are a mental struggle every single day. Why is it we seem to be wired to start a diet at the beginning of the week? This is how the process usually goes when I give it a red hot go. I go to the supermarket on the weekend, armed with a well-planned shopping list, and stock up on an abundance of healthy food options to get me through the week. I think about throwing out all the bad stuff in the pantry, but decide to leave it there, as I will be able to resist. It is all about willpower. <laughs> yeah, right. Monday morning rolls around and I am all enthusiastic about my new attitude toward healthy eating. I have two wheat bix and exactly half a cup of low-fat milk for breakfast, followed by 12 raw almonds for morning tea. Lunch is a salad sandwich and a piece of fruit. On top of feeling so hungry that I could eat a horse, I am now running to the toilet to pee every half an hour as I am consuming enough water to sink a very large ship. By mid-afternoon, 3.30-itis kicks in and I instinctively reach for a chocolate biscuit. Mere moments after I shove the whole thing in my mouth with great gusto, I think, oh shit, what have I done? I finish the biscuit, as I don't want to waste it. Then I end up finishing off the rest of the packet. The diet has already been ruined, so it doesn't matter, right? My first thought after dealing with the guilt and utter disgust in my behavior is, oh well, we'll get back to the diet tomorrow. Oh wait, tomorrow is Tuesday. I can't start a diet on a Tuesday. 
It will just have to wait until Monday now. So the whole vicious cycle starts all over again. I constantly feel like a flabby failure, and I will now probably go and polish off the honeycomb ice cream in the freezer like Augustus Gloop in that glorious chocolate river. Remember Willy Wonka? I suppose it's fitting, really. Behold, watch the violet crumble. Thank you so much to Haley for this story. Food is definitely a pleasure and a terror and a struggle and a wonderful and a horrible thing all at the same time. So I am going to go off and drink a bunch of water and maybe even some tea. Thanks guys, make sure you tune in again.